This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. How does it work? You pick two to six players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. Didn't get your picks in before the game started? No problem. You can get in the game for the second half. Sign up today using promo code FOOTBALL and get your first deposit instantly matched up to $100. Go to pricepicks.com or download the mobile app and enter code FOOTBALL to get your deposit match. Some restrictions do apply. See the website for details. Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to another edition of the Spurs Chat Podcast where, of course, Tottenham Hotspur have just beaten Everton 2-0 at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. In today's show, we'll be talking about Tottenham's win. Uh, just before we get into it, if you're watching this on YouTube, please do hit that subscribe button, like and share. And if you're listening to this on an audio platform, do hit that follow button and leave a review if you can. Um, just before we get started, I would like to thank all of the viewers and listeners uh, because due to the success of this podcast and your support, we have just been asked by TalkSport to become the official Tottenham fans podcast of the TalkSport network. I feel very proud to be a part of this ex- exciting project. Now on to today's show. I've got three very special guests. One is to follow. We've got Ricky and Holly with us um, at the moment. First up, we've got Rick Norwood, of course. Uh, <laughs> And most recently, the uh, the film Princess Switch Three. Ricky, <laughs> on earth is that thing, mate? How are you? Well, I was alright until you showed that. I didn't expect that one. Here he is. Here he is. What are you doing to me, Chris? What are you doing to me? Wow. What are you doing? What, what you have doing? I walked into? I've actually what gone have again. you walked into? What have you walked into? We've just started, mate. Look, look. What you start? Oh my gosh! All right, man. All right. <laughs> It's like a before and after. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell. Oh, my God. How gosh. are you, Rick? 
Oh, mate. Well, I was all right until we started this. Um, no, no. <laughs> Bloody hell, Chris. I swear <laughs> to you, man. Oh, my gosh. Do me a favour. All right. Yes. Yes, I'm good. I'm good. A big three points, a clean sheet. Uh, the, the the boys had a tough test ahead of, ahead of them after a crazy week. But, um, yeah, man, they got the job done. And I'm super happy to be jumping in today uh, and chatting up all about the game and all the positives that that um that we saw so uh yeah let's get into it and we can never show that photo again now for a minute let's let's keep it rolling <laughs> until next week <laughs> oh my gosh well we've also got actor darren hart with us darren um, <laughs> wow he's appeared in shows such as doctors enterprise called the midwife game faith the list of credits is endless uh... and of course always trying to sell us something on a tv commercial Darren, how are you? I, I'm in shock. <laughs> Whoever your researcher is, they're good. Because I've, I've not seen that photo. That's good work. Oh, You've never seen God. that one? That, that's amazing. That's amazing work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your people are good, Chris. Your people are good. <laughs> well, we've also got Holly Clemens with us for the very, very first time. Holly, it's a pleasure to have you on. Uh, of course, Aww. TV producer at BBC Breakfast and, of course, Spurs fan. Uh, loves a new story and football and always rubbing shoulders with the stars. Holly, thanks for coming on. How are you? Oh, thank you for having me. Um, yeah, really, really glad you asked me to come on, Chris. I love it because um, ever since the day that I stepped well, not even foot on this earth. Since I was born, my dad gave me no other option than to support Spurs. So um, it's nice to finally be recognised for that and um, show off the hard work that he put in to condition me to be a to be a Spurs fan. <laughs> <laughs> Holly, you you were born into being a Spurs fan, then? Yeah, people always, like now I live in Manchester. People say to me. Uh, so, because you're from down south, that's why you're a Spurs fan. I'm like, listen, I'm closer to London in Manchester than I ever have been growing up in Plymouth, <laughs> like so, so far down south. But I don't know the reason, but my dad chose Spurs and has been a diehard fan ever since. He's got two Spurs tattoos. And, uh, you know, I've, so there's never been any other club for me um, than, you know, growing up. So, so yeah, he's the reason I'm here today. <laughs> Holly, of course, first time on. Um, what's been your, your most favourite memory supporting Spurs over the years? Um, I think my favourite memory supporting Spurs um, is that, it. well, every kind of, you know, I think Ledley King gets um, a lot of stick, but um, for, him, for me, he was such a star player in my sort of, like, upbringing and, and growing up. And... Um, uh, you know, so much so that we called our cat Ledley. Um, and he literally, I'm not even joking, like he was called Ledley and he died a couple months ago. I'm not looking for sympathy, I'm not saying, you know, he had a good innings. This cat, okay, he had a million lives, not the nine lives, he had a million lives. Um, and he he did well, and 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 that for me was like my my kind of, I guess, favorite memory. I know it sounds ridiculous, it's not even a favorite memory of the team, but. Just um, the fact that we were such a Spurs family and we um, named our cat Ledley and, um, you know, he was he was such a pivotal part of our of our love for the club. And, um, you know, when he, he a few months ago, Ledley King followed me on Twitter and I think I screamed so much that I think a few streets away heard me and put in a complaint. So um, I think that really was a um, that was a pivotal moment. <laughs> 
<laughs> was Lenny King follow me on Twitter and I was like, you don't know this, Natalie, but my cat is named after you. Holly, what I, what I want to know like is, is how, how good was it getting close to the Premier League trophy? Oh, well, um, it was amazing. And I had to make the joke before anyone else by going, this is the closest Spurs has ever been because I was there. I had to just make it before all the colleagues took the mick out of me. I thought, I'll say it now before anyone else does because I'm not having them say it. It's fine when I say it, but uh, if they say it, then I'll be fuming. But no, it was great. That was the second time I met Shearer, actually. It was the first time on my job at breakfast that I'd met him. So it, that was a few weeks prior to that picture you just shown. And I walked in, it was Dan Walker's uh, leaving party. I'd never met any of the team. It was like my first day on the job and I was going to this leaving party and meeting all these big names, whatever. But I didn't care about anybody else. Sorry, Dan. Um, I walked in the room and I saw Shearer and I was like, that's Alan Shearer. That's Alan Shearer. And I was like, oh, my God. And I wouldn't shut up about it. And everyone around me, all the girls, everything was like, oh, my, you know, you know, and I was going nuts about this. And I could see there were a queue of people that wanted to speak to him and what so-and-so. And I thought, right, I've got to make this happen. So I walked up to him and I just went, you right, Alan? And he went, <laughs> and he went, yeah, you? And I went, obviously, Geordie accent, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> And um, I went, I went, yeah. And I started speaking to him. And I was like, you know, I'm a Spurs fan. It was just as uh, Spurs had beat Newcastle. And, you know, it was the the race for the top four. Uh, and he was like, well, you know. And I, and I said, well, Trippier, he's always going to be a Spursy. He's always going to love Spurs. You know, and he was like, oh, well, he helped you out and all that. And we were bantering. And I said, look, Alan, I said, please, can I get a picture with you? Because no one's going to believe this happened. And he was like, yeah, 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 sure. And I sent it to my dad, and my dad was like, great, great, great. And I sent it to my granddad, who's also a massive Spurs fan, but obviously a huge football fan, always watches Match of the Day. Um, and But my granddad's also had a stroke. So I sent it to my granddad, and my granddad went, who's that? He just went, who's that? And I was like, right, okay. And, and I said, like, you know, it's Alan Shearer. And then... Uh, so I was at the bar about half an hour later and uh, Alan Shearer went, oh, what did your granddad think of that photo? And I went, he said he was that. Oh, my gosh. And he went, and he, went he laughed. And I went, look, he's had a stroke. And I replied, I went, granddad, that's Alan Shearer. Yeah. And he went, he seems like a lovely man on TV. And I went, and I can confirm he is. <laughs> so to be honest that's been the peak of my career so far I mean I've met some amazing people but yeah I think I, think I peaked too soon meeting Alan Shearer was just uh, unreal it was amazing <laughs> well let's get into talk about the football today um, of course Tottenham Hotspur have just beaten Everton 2-0 goals from Harry Kane uh, a penalty in the 59th minute and Pierre Mihoibier in the 86th minute um, Harry Kane made his 400th appearance in a Spurs shirt today we now have 23 points from 10 Premier League games. That is our highest tally of points at this stage of a Premier League season. Harry Kane is now only eight goals away from Jimmy Greaves' record. Ricky, let's start with you. Your thoughts on today's game? It, I, I felt it was a good game. I felt it was a good game. I felt we grew into the game. I felt the first half, a lot of the pundits on Sky today were kind of giving a lot of praise to Everton for their setup. And, and for their tactics. Um, but I felt that they put every man behind the ball. 
and they tried to get a break. The two breaks that they got were 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 failings of th- that that we kind of done to ourselves. But I felt we was in total control that first half. They didn't ever never looked like a danger. We created chances. We didn't get them on target, but we we did create a lot of chances. And um, I felt at the end of the first half, there was only going to be one winner. I'm so happy with the way that we started the game in that first half. I'm so happy the way that we started the second half as well and, and how we kind of kept pushing and kept, kept the line pushing up and, and kept everybody working towards um, like really solving this, this, this problem. And we just solved it with relentless pressure, basically, until they folded. Um, yeah, but overall, I mean, Hoiberg, wow. I mean, just a, just another fantastic performance from him all over the pitch, um, defending and offending. Uh, and, and even when he was off the ball, when he was clapping, encouraging or waking people up, <clears throat> he, he, he kept that pace going and, and he was a driving force for this team. And, and I think he, he is just, you know, every single week he's up in his level and he's becoming a real leader in the centre of that pitch. And, um, you know, uh, good penalty from Kane. Uh, great to put put the one that he missed to bed. You know, that took a lot to stand up and put it away at that point against a keeper that is known for, you know, they, 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 in England training, yeah. they do penalty practice all the time. So somebody who knows how, how he shape, shapes up his, his pen and how he shapes his shot and what side he normally goes to and stuff like that. So for Harry to be pinpoint on it and um, ready to go and uh, put it away, fantastic you know just washed away all of that 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 miss at the end of the game against frankfurt the other night and then hoiberg hoiberg i mean if harry great play by harry to play on bensinka waiting for the run the patience the intelligence to do that and then hoiberg being in the right place at the right time and, and being able to slot away what is that his third goal i think this season in the prem i'm not sure but i think it's his third but another commanding performance Great to come away with the three points, two goals and a clean sheet, bruv. So I'm super happy and buzzing. Our best ever start to a Premier League season with 23 points. Um, Darren, let's come to you. Um, your thoughts on the match? You know what? I'm laughing because I was, we've had the magic Ricky rant of that. He, done it all. <laughs> he, he, he went from start to finish. He said, how do you feel he did the whole match? I love his work. I love his work. Where do we go from here? What else he, do we add? I mean, he's, do, well he's done the show in 12 minutes. minutes. And the thing is, I love it because we, we goodbye, see you later. Yeah, but um, you know what? How do I feel? I feel great. Um, I, I love what we did today. There were loads of things I will highlight as we go through the show, but very, very happy. And we're already saying the names of people who need the plaudits today, but there's a few that haven't been mentioned yet, and I will go into them deeper. So we will continue. I'm in a good space. I don't know where I'm parked right now. I don't know if my car's going to get airlifted while I'm here, but listen, I'm backing you, Chris, and I'm ready to go. So let's do it. It's fantastic. For, for those of you listening on audio only, I'm filming from the car. Darren is now filming from the car. Uh, Ricky and Holly are sitting comfortably at home uh, with, a, with a glass of uh, water, I think it is. Um, yeah. Let's have a look at the, uh, the, the, oh, the comment on screen now from Roy Price. He, he says, uh, Doherty, Hoybier, Benton Kerr and Basuma, outstanding. And the pleasing thing for me was our game management in the second half. Three points, clean sheet, job done. Holly, let's come to you. Um, your thoughts on the match today? I think ultimately, um, I know I'm going to sound like pretty negative right now, but um, it's you, you can't sound negative when we when we got Ricky and Darren on the show. These, these mean, two, are, okay, these two are like the most course, positive fans on the show. Of course, like 
2-0, amazing win. But the first half, I felt like it was a, a kind of a typical Spurs thing of just... they. I mean, Everton were playing on their defence. They were trying to catch us out and that was their focus. I mean, I get that, but I feel like it was the classic thing of Spurs of just... They were. I, I wanted more from them in the first half, uh, basically, because as always, yeah. it's second half. Then there's more pressure um, on them to try and uh, to make it a show. And you know, really, it, we should have got a goal in the first half. We didn't, but that's fine. We, you know, we won the game. We did well, but I really wanted more in the first half because it just sort of felt a bit like. Um, you know, we were waiting for something to happen. And the second half, again, I feel like Antonio Conte always at half time just like gets the whip out and is like, like sort yourselves out. And I feel like that's what he really did. And, you know, it was, it, we, we pulled it out of the bag. It was great. And it was, it was nice to watch. Uh, but I just wish sometimes that we start with more energy uh, than, than we do. And I guess I'm, I might sound like I'm being a bit critical, but um, that's only because I want us to be the best we can be. And I feel like we can do much better than we are doing. And if I want us to do better in the Champions League and the Premier League, I have to be honest in my view and say that I feel like we need to start with more passion and more energy. And I feel like someone like Richarlison is bringing that um, I do believe that he's bringing much more passion and energy. And and, and I tell you who I'm missing so much. I'm missing Kulisewski. I'm really missing yeah. him because he brings so much fire and energy and he just really brings a passion. Like when he runs along the wing, you can just see he's got absolutely every fire of his being, fiber of his being into that ball. And, you know, I feel like it, it, it's times like that, you know, especially in the first half of things when we're, you know, waiting 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 for something to happen it's someone like that we really need to just give us that boost we don't need to always wait for the second half to have that fire we should step out on the pitch and have that fire from the second we're there um so yeah what what, <laughs> what why in your opinion though holly are, are we not like that from the very off because when you're under a manager like antonio conte he demands the absolute best all the time. So why are those players not giving that passion and energy from absolutely, the very off? Absolutely. And of course, I know Antonio's like that. You can just you can watch him as he runs up and down and, and, and the kind of fire that he brings. You can see that he's like that. I honestly, having watched from a child and watched different teams, different managers, I feel... I don't know, you guys may disagree, but I feel like it's just a confidence thing. I feel like a lot of people feel like there's this confidence to make Spurs a different team. And I don't know if you guys get the same from being a Spurs fan. There's this kind of like banter or you're a Spurs fan, you've not won anything or, or you can't play against them, you can't do this, you can't do that. And there's this negative. I feel like when they step out, I don't always see the kind of energy and enthusiasm and the confidence they should have. They're a world-class team. They're a fantastic team and they should believe in themselves. Sometimes when I watch them play, I just want to just scream at them and be like, you're amazing. Like, believe in it. Like, we all believe in you. And I just, I just want them to see that. Like, sometimes I just feel like it's the second half. We really see them come alive after they've digested what's just happened. They've had their talk from Antonio. They've, They've come to terms with what the fans have said. I just feel like sometimes they walk out and they just don't believe in their ability. And and, and I feel like that's sad because we're such an 
amazing team and they should come out and bring that fire from the offset as soon as they walk out through the dugout they should just bring that from the start Ricky, is it right to have any negativity at all surrounding this Tottenham Hotspur team at the moment under Conte? Uh, when, as I said a couple of times, 23 points from our opening 10 Premier League games, the first time, uh, that is a record. I mean, and it's, a, it's an amazing record, but I think it, it's the beauty of, of football and it's the beauty of, of fans. You know, the fact that everybody has a different point of view. I'm never going to tell any other fan, including Holly, that her opinion <clears throat> is wrong. It's because it's what she sees and what she feels. And I think that's what's the beauty about this show is that we can all come on this show and, uh, um, and, and kind of give what we've seen and what we've felt during the game and, and lay it out and share it amongst the community uh, and the listeners and the viewers and stuff like that. So I think that's one of the beautiful things about it. Um, the, the, the criticism, I think... It's fair to critique this team because uh, Conte has held us. He, he's risen the bar. He's risen the bar in the way that we're all thinking, and he's done it throughout the club, and it's happening throughout the fans. I think there's a difference between being a bit kind of moany or entitled, and 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 kind of hoping for the best, or you know, uh, holding the expectation that they've set and holding it them to account to kind of reach those expectations. I think that's fair. And, and you know, not, not everyone's going to get every decision right. But I, like you just said there, I think we haven't really got out of first gear the majority of the time. I think from the Gooners, uh, after that defeat, I think we've gone from strength to strength in, in building our play. You've got to remember, a lot, a, a lot, pre the Gooner game, we, we was not getting, we was getting the results, but we wasn't really seeing the performances. And it's because things wasn't clicking. Passes were short or passes were too heavy or, you know, the link up between Kane and Son wasn't quite there. You know, Sonny's touch wasn't quite there. The, there was a lot going on in those, in those first uh, couple of games pre-Gooners. But after the Gooner game, you've seen us kind of go more on the front foot, go more on the attacking, and it's taken baby steps. And I think little bit by little bit, they're, they're doing that. I think what was really interesting was the comment, the guy that uh, made the comment that you put on screen a little while ago, he mentioned the word game management. And I think there was a lot to do. Uh, I think we've, we've done a lot of that today because of the amount of games that we've played in quick succession and plus the amount of games that are coming. So I think the knowing when to sprint and knowing when to hold the ball, I think is, you know, and take a rest and take a breath when you can, I think is important right now because of the succession of games. Um, I, I so so when it comes down to criticism and stuff like that, it's okay because Conte's risen the bar. He's he's not going to be a hundred percent happy with the players or the performance because there's always another level to reach. There's always somewhere else to go, and it's about us pushing them, um, and it's about us kind of believing in them to reach these these new new levels. And you could see with like the crowd today, um, every time that they dipped, the crowd sang up, they stood up, yeah. they shouted. They picked up the, the 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 boys again for us to go again, you know. Um, and it, like I said, in the first half, I think it was very difficult because Everton's game plan, and even Andrew said this before the game started, he was like, don't expect a goal thriller. And I, I knew from then that Everton's game plan was to just sit back, hold the ball, and hopefully break, hopefully get a lucky bounce or a break. And they got two of them in the whole game, and the two happened in the first half. Do you know what I mean? But we had, in, if you look at the possession stats and the passing stats in that first half, we had 70% possession majority of, of that time. 
And we was trying to control it and trying to break it down and trying to make things happen. It didn't so much click in the first half because that's, that's credit to Everton because they stepped up and they performed their game plan as well. But in the second half, they couldn't handle us because we did. We turned it up, like Holly said. Um, and, and Conte kind of shook them up again and, and told them to believe and go out there and make it happen. And they did. I think the, 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 the sub changed the game as well. I'm sure we'll get into that. But um, we went on and we've and, and we done the damn job. And they, they only look like one winner for me. And the fact that we've started the first 10 games, you look, look at that. Look, look at the, the, the amount of points that we've got and, and how we've been performing. And we've only been in first-ish gear. We're only climbing yeah. into second in the last couple of games. So there's so... And we still haven't seen the Tottenham we know and love. We've seen glimpses of it and we've seen moments of it. But the, 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 the top gear Tottenham, we haven't, we haven't seen yet. And that's still to come. They're on their way. And I think that's exciting times. That's exactly what I was going to come on to, uh, to talk to you about Darren. Uh, to, uh, Darren, um, it, are you excited, Darren, the fact that we have got 23 points from 10 games? And as Ricky, as Ricky has said, you know, we, we haven't got out of first gear. Um, and the way that Antonio Conte today, as Holly mentioned, um, so animated, running up and down that touchline. I'm surprised that the fourth official uh, doesn't actually tell Antonio Conte off because he's literally going down the touchline. Uh, the way he's so animated, the way he is literally uh, trying to kick every ball and tell every player exactly what to do. Are you excited at the moment? You know I'm excited right now. You know oh that. You know that's where I'm sitting. I'm in the excitement place. That's me. That's the that's the way I'm gonna be, and that's where I'm gonna stay right now until someone bursts that bubble. And I'm gonna explain why. People talk about how we're starting games, and you know we've analyzed this and we broke it down, and we start slowly. Now, I've been looking at this. I've been trying to find a justification for it. Think about Everton today. Everton came out, and we all knew. Andros knew, everyone at home knew, Everton were going to sit back and try and hit us on a counter-attack. That is what 90% of the teams that play Tottenham are going to do because that's the way they're going to try and get at us. They're going to try and bring us out because if they play their natural game, we're going to pick them apart because they know that's our strength. We want their back line high so we can hit them with Kane coming deep, balls over the top and we're, we're in. They know that. So we now have to play a different type of game. So that starting point, we're all working ourselves out. We're trying to go, are they just going to sit back? Yes, they are. Okay, how are we going to work this? Conte's in-game management now is really starting to improve. Today, the football gods helped us because the substitution when Richarlison came off and Basuma came on, going 3-5-2 changed yeah. the whole dynamic of that game. And this is something that a lot of Spurs fans have been looking for. When are we going to have a plan B? When are we going to have a different style? And today, we saw... 3-5-2 is in Conte's locker. He's saying, this is what Basuma does. He gets the game now. He understands Tottenham's formation, the life of Spurs. We knew he was a beast. That's why we took him from Brighton. The guy's phenomenal. But now he fits in. He looked like an absolute man mountain today. And the reason why people are saying Hoiberg was so good and Bentico was so good, because suddenly they went, oh, Basuma's there. Hi, my man's behind me. I ain't got to run back too much. Wicked things. I'm going forward. So the whole game changed. And that's what we now have in our locker. We have a plan B. And suddenly we have a bench that is starting to improve, starting to understand because they're getting minutes now. I know people go, Darren, they only got about 30 seconds today. But what we're starting to do is get the players to understand this is what the team has to do. Everyone is a part of the result. 
contains yeah. building a nucleus and a, and a system that is for everybody. And Spurs fans, hold on tight because I'm showing you now, Chris, we talk about trophies, we talk about winning things. It's coming. And right now, it's all starting to click. So am I excited? Of course I am. And if you're not excited, come talk to me. I've got, I got something. Come talk to me. <laughs> Holly, are the trophies coming? Oh, 100%. And I always say that, like... I am forever the optimist and I think as a Spurs fan, you have to be. But also, I believe, I feel it in my bones that it's going to come. And under, under Potter, I saw that a bit. And then even now under under Conte, I'm seeing that even more. Like, I just feel like the energy between the players is growing and developing. And they're so fun to watch as well as individuals. I mean, sometimes, don't get me wrong, I just go, why did you do that? But I think as a collective, they are, they are, they're really pushing and it makes me excited for, for, for what's going to come in the season. And, and, you know, I joked earlier on when I said about the, the trophy and how people said, oh yeah, that's the closest, closest Spurs is going to get to the trophy. I don't care what people say about me. People say about my choice of club because if I cared, I wouldn't support Spurs and I wouldn't take it all the time. I choose to support Spurs because I love the club and I really see the potential. And I feel like we are doing so well so far. And I feel like I do believe the best is yet to come. And you know, Champions League, we just did so well against. Um, I can't pronounce it. I'm so sorry, everyone, but I'll just say Frankfurt. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, we, we really pulled it out of the bag. And, and I have to be honest, I, I, I'm just going to say that I, I really do feel like we're early on in the season and we're doing well as we are. We're going to grow in confidence. I said the first half of game, sometimes we lack that confidence. We grow in confidence the second half when we realise how well we're doing. I hope that as the, as the season continues, we'll realise how good we are and how well we work as a team and continue to just absolutely smash it. I just I just hope and I pray and I feel it in my bones. I mean, I may be wrong, but I feel like this season is going to be absolutely unreal for, for Spurs and for Spurs fans. I just, I just feel that. I really do. Holly, when you see that we've got 23 points from 10 games, um, a record in the Premier League, Premier League history for us. And as we've all said, and as many guests on this show over the last couple of months have said, we have not got out of first gear. Um, Leo the Lion, um, singer and, and a regular on this show, he come out and said that Spurs will and could win the Premier League this season. Would you go okay. along with that? I believe it. And this is where I got loads of stick. And I will stand up and say this. When I, well, not stand up, I'm sat down as you'll see. So <laughs> but I'll sit down and I'll say this. Um, when I when I put that picture up, as you showed earlier on, of me with the Premier League trophy, and I said, could this year be our year? And I'll, I, won't, I won't lie, I got trolled to high heaven. Yep, there it is. Yep, 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 yep. That's the one. I got trolled to high heaven. People going, oh, you know. <laughs> I got trolled, I got trolled, and people were horrible to me on Twitter. Good job I got thick skin. And I could easily say if it was this if this if I wasn't so polite, I would swear quite a bit quite now, like right now. But um 
you know, I, like it annoys me when people say that and they have that attitude. Like I stood next to that trophy and I said, yeah, this could be our year. And I believe it with every fiber of my being. Why couldn't it be our year? Like end of last season, we did so well. We literally surpassed expectations and we are doing so well now. Why couldn't it be our year? I mean, if I were, if, if I, I'm a Spurs fan, I'm forever the optimist, right? So if I was to all of a sudden change my mind and decide to be really pessimistic, I'd kick myself out of the club. But I'm not going to do that. I'm going to continue with my optimism optimism, and I'm going to say, yes, it could be our year. And I'm going to continue with that because I do believe it. And I think we all need to get behind them. And I think this, that's the beauty of, of, of Spurs as a club is no matter how many knockbacks we get, the fans are like no other club. That it's yeah. just like a complete like it's like a religion to be a Spurs fan, and and I and I do believe that, and I think like right now you know no matter what anyone says, no matter how many knockbacks we get, we're all going to stand behind the club, and for once we're getting the we're getting the we're getting the rewards from it. We're getting the <laughs> rewards, and that's why I'll always back Conte because we're getting the rewards. We're finally seeing it. Yeah, every now and then the game we go, what the hell happened there? But for once, we're seeing some consistency, and it's lovely to see. It's it's gorgeous to see. But come on, boys, keep with it. Sorry, well, the viewers, are, uh, the, the viewers are loving your positivity, Holly. Um, <laughs> Ricky, how po- she said, Ricky, how positive? Talk their ears off. <laughs> Ricky, <laughs> how positive are you feeling about this squad? Because as I say, twenty-three points from ten games. Um, you know, when Spurs do actually find that second, third, fourth gear. Uh, throughout the season, how good can this team be? I mean, I mean, who knows? Who knows? And that's what's exciting about it. Who knows how good this team can be? We know that there's a formidable force up at Man City. Do you know what I mean? There's a machine up there that's scoring goals for fun and stuff like that. But if anybody's had the kind of Man City's number, it has been Tottenham. So this this league is going to be, it's going to throw in loads of different surprises and loads of crazy results, especially after the World Cup. You know, every single point that we get at this point before we break for the World Cup is vital. It is so imperative so that when we start the second half of this season, that that we go in with a clear focus and hopefully no injuries uh, and we can start, you know, uh, on the trophy trail because the, the, the second half of the season is the business end of the season, you know. So um, it is super exciting. We've got to carry on taking it one step at a time, carry on building on each last performance uh, and increasing that intensity. And um, yeah, I mean, it's just beautiful to see, bro. It's just beautiful to see. I mean, we've had two tough, three, but two tough away games uh, to our London rivals against West Ham and against Chelsea beginning the season. We've come away with a draw from both of those. We won't speak about the Gooners too tough. We'll keep that one moving. But, you know, you know, it, has, it, it hasn't been that bad in the first 10 games. You know, there's been many a games in there where we probably sh- would have lost or drawn. But there's a different, there is a different mentality. There is a shift in this side. The fact that we've been in first gear and we've got these three points and we've got over the line. That's what we've been asking for for years. I mean, it's what yeah. they were asking for against Burnley last year. After we beat Man City and then we went to Burnley, it was that. That's what we wanted. We wanted them to kick on from that and kind of, you know, and, and continue to progress and continue to improve and and go against dogged sides, sides that play, you know, really defensive football, men behind the ball type of 
football and, and get that result by hook or by crook. And today we came up against a similar opponent, opponent in the fact that they held the ball and their tactics were to put all the men behind the ball. And we managed to break them down and we managed to come away with a 2-0 victory and those big three points. So there is big improvements in this side. And as long as they keep progressing and keep improving, mate, the sky's the limit. Sky's the limit. And I agree with what you said there, Ricky, because this is what and this is what irks me about being a Spurs fan is people always say, Oh, you're this, you're that, and all oh, Spursy, Spursy, Spursy. I have to I know last year City didn't have Haaland, but I, I like to remind people we did the double on Man City, and yes, okay, we might have l- lost to Burnley straight after <laughs> classic Spursy, but what I'll say here is we have got such potential. And even more now than ever with these fantastic players that we have signed that we are seeing such benefits from immediately. I don't see why we can't do that again and do it better. Like, I think everyone's automatically giving up on the Premier League because they're going Erling Haaland. They're saying that. They're going, right, that's it for everybody. I think they've not met Spurs, okay? Like, we can do it. We can do it. We've proved that we can do it. But also, we might lose to the most, like, the the teams that have got the least potential in the Premier League, but then we'll beat the best. Don't you feel like that? Don't you feel like that's changed, though, Holly, under Antonio Conte now? A hundred percent. I feel like, as I said earlier on, I think confidence is a is a big thing for Spurs, and I feel like that is changing under Antonio Conte. And you know, I've heard people say to me, "Oh, he'll leave and he'll go back to Juventus. He'll 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 leave. He'll get fed up." I don't. I I don't see that. I don't see him as just a passionate Italian man running up and down the side. I see him as being someone that's really passionate about the team itself and the players. Yeah. Like. You can see when they when they come off the pitch after they've done their bit and they send someone on, he like hugs them and he grabs them. He's like, "World well on you!" Or he'll he'll tell them off if they've not done what he told them to do. Um, and I, I feel like he has big vision for the team. He has he has so much. He he's got he's got a lot planned. And I feel like we've not seen the half of it. Just like he says, "Oh yeah, you know Perisic." Well, you've not seen him like I've seen him. He's got a lot more to do just yet. And I feel like that's the same with Antonio Conte. I feel like he has got a lot more to show us just yet. He sees a lot more potential in the players than we see. So when we sit at home in our armchairs and goes, oh, yeah, so-and-so, why does he keep playing him? Why does he keep playing him? We have to back Conte. He sees them a lot more than we do. Yes, players might get nervous when they're out on the pitch and they may not show their full potential, but Conte sees the potential, and I feel like we all just need to run with that. I'm sorry I interjected. I did exactly what my mum said, and I interrupted there because I'm a chatterbox. I'm so sorry. Carry on. That's all right. Darren, I'm Darren, let's come to you. Excited. Yeah, I love it. I love the positivity. It's, it's lovely to see. Um, Darren, let's come to you. Um, let's talk about Tottenham starting 11 today. Uh, Larice in goal, the back three of Romero, Dyer, and Davis. The wing backs, Doherty and Perisic. In the middle, Benton Kerr and Hoybier. And then the forward three of Richarlison, Son, and Kane. Subs today, Forster, Sanchez, Lengley, Spence, Sessignon, Skip, Basuma. Brian Hill and Lucas Mora. Now, Antonio Conte made three changes to uh, the team that beat Frankfurt midweek. Doherty in for Royale, uh, who, of course, was suspended. Davis in for Langley and Perisic in for Sessignon. Any surprises there for you? Were you happy with the starting eleven? Uh, yeah, I was happy. I I did think we was going to go 3-5-2. I did think maybe we was going to pull that out and start there. But 
when I saw it, I was like, that makes sense with the kind of schedule we've got right now and with the teams that we're playing right now and the players he's got available, it made sense to do the little tweaks that he did in the areas that we needed to. So, yeah, I absolutely agree that that was, that was the 11. If Yeah, that's what Conte does. He, Conte, if you can see, he's very, he very systematic. He thinks it through. He doesn't take risk. And that 11 and that formation is his go-to. And I think, yeah, that all made sense today. And that's why we started in the way we did. So, yeah, I was happy with the 11. I have to say, between Holly and Ricky, I'm going to keep my ones as short as I can because if I start running into this is a four-hour show. So, next next one, Chris, keep on moving. <laughs> Darren, I, I knew oh, how this show was going to go. Don't apologise, Holly. Don't apologise. No, Holly, we're... it's great. It's good. We were we're recording we're recording a little bit late because uh, Darren was uh, stuck in traffic and talking to Ricky and talking to Holly off camera. I thought that uh, yeah, neither me or Darren is going to get a word in uh, in this show, but it's been great. Um, Darren, let's stay with you. Stephen writes a comment now. Uh, today we finally saw our squad. This was probably our best performance. Solid once again. Hoybier, man of the match. Benton Kerr, instrumental, and uh, Doherty, excellent. Now Doherty, let's talk about Matt Doherty because. The hug that he um, got from Antonio Conte at the end of that game, I think it said everything. Yeah, I think what we're, what we're understanding with our right-wing back situation is, of course, Conte knows that what he's got isn't the finished article in any of them, in all three. So what he's trying to do is manage them. And you can hear throughout the game, it's Matthew, 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 and he's guiding him, he's telling him where to go. I love the fact he gives him his full name. Hilarious. So yeah. he's making sure that he's managing the game time. So when he took him off, he was he was he appreciated the work he did today. And that's the thing, Conte and um, for Spurs times as well, it's about the effort. When you see a player putting in that work, that's why I've put my neck on the line and many a time. I'm not upset with Royale. I'm not upset with him. What he's doing, he's working his socks off. He's trying to improve his game. He's trying to make the best of what he's got in his kit bag. And the Spurs fans, don't shoot him. Let's get behind him. So Doherty was playing there today. Let's get behind him. He wasn't the best. He did He did okay. He, he upped his game. He gave as much as he could. But what we're doing as a unit is showing that every man for man is doing a job. And if every man is doing a job, the team performance goes up. And that's what it is. We went from a team that was sevens. If everyone pushes on, we're a team of eights. And suddenly you get your outstanding performance in that, and then you win your games. And that's what I'm seeing in Tottenham. The base level has been risen, and everyone is pushing to that. And that's due to Conte. That's due to the management style. That's due to the system that everyone is understanding. And that's why when we do our substitutions, the squad works. So listen... I'm not going to go out there and say, excellent, Doherty. I can't do that. That would be a little bit far-fetched. But he did a very good performance and the team is showing levels of improvement. And the squad, as you quite rightly highlighted in that, the squad is showing that we have depth and that's what we need. Where do you stand, though, Darren, at the moment on who the best wing-backs are? Because, uh, you know, we do show after show and so many people um, have been slating Emerson Royale uh, in these last few weeks. Um, Matt Doherty comes into the team um, does he look a more confident right wing back to you? OK, I've got, I've got to break it down because people are missing little elements of the game. And I'm just going to highlight it. And Spurs fans, I've done this to you. And I, 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 trust me, I know what I'm saying. Emerson Royale, when he plays in the system, especially when Kulicheski plays, it works in a different way. Because what Kulicheski does for him is he provides the attacking area so he doesn't have to. And then what he does for Kulicheski is he does far more of the defensive side, so it allows our right side to be solid. 
with Matt Doherty, it's different partnerships. Football is all about partnerships. When you shift your partnerships around, you have to find your new way. What Matt Doherty has, he has a lovely understanding with Dyer. They have a lovely relationship in terms of how they move around the pitch. They really read each other well. So when they're together, it, it all works. So suddenly it's all about relationships. So for me, I don't think any of them are head and shoulders above each other. I think they're very much all the same. But I think for Conte, he has to work out which 11 work. So right now, as you see in the Champions League, he brings back in Emerson because he likes that defensive nature. Now, we doesn't have him available, of course. He goes to Matt Doherty. And what you saw on that side was Doherty gets a lot higher up the pitch and that changes how the formation works. That means Hoybia has to look to cover that area a little bit more. So it all changes. And that's the thing. It's about the system. So right now, what Conte doing is brilliant because he understands the difference between an Emerson right back and a Doherty right back. And when you have that, it just changes our game. So Spurs fans, you like Doherty when he goes forward because you go, he gives more than Emerson does. But if you watch the game back, sometimes he's the weak link when we're defending because he gets out of position sometimes and the back line has to shift across. So it's all of those elements that I'm looking at. So right now, I can't say who's better, but what I can say is all of them are improving. We still have strengths that we haven't seen. And I think that's going to be really interesting to see when he gets a full 90 and we see what his game is like because we've got options. And that's what we never had before. We never had options. Now we do. And I'm happy with that. Holly, those options that Darren goes on about um, at right wing back, Matt Doherty, of course, played today. Emerson Royale was out suspended. Um, who's your favourite? Who is who is the best right wing back for you? Right. You might have seen my face there. And of course, I appreciate your comments there. But I was one of those people saying, get Emerson off. Like, I'd had enough with him. I'm so sorry. And I'm like, you know, I appreciate him as a player. But I had had enough. And I feel like Doherty needed so much more time. And like me and my dad had spoke about this as well in saying that he makes less mistakes he needs more time out there to prove himself. And one thing we can say about Antonio Conte is he is loyal with the players that he chooses. And we've seen that time and time again. And like fans, you know, I've seen on Twitter saying, why is he playing so-and-so? Why is he playing so-and-so? Get him on, X person on, because we've not seen his starting person in that role live up to how they should. And I agree sometimes with what people say when they say that. Like we need, we give people chances, and then when do you give the person behind them a chance? Like when someone's not performing, bring someone else on. That's my attitude to it, and I and I think there's only so many chances you can give somebody. And and I'm not I'm not talking completely down on Emerson Royale, but I'm, what I'm saying is, we've seen him make some serious mistakes that he shouldn't have made, and there were times when you almost roll your eyes and go why the hell did you do that? Like, you know, and I feel like it was nice to see Doherty on the pitch today, in my view. It, it, that, that was my opinion and it was nice to see him on and I feel like he should get more time. He should get more time on the pitch. Holly, you've changed. I've changed. You've, you've changed. not met me you've, before. There was, there was so much love <laughs> at the beginning, Holly. Know. There was so much How love for all know. the Spurs boys. Emerson changed you. <laughs> you loved them all a minute no. ago. You you loved them you, all. Then you just turned you, on Emerson. No, because you didn't see my tweet my tweets over the last few weeks. Going, why is Emerson starting? <laughs> you leave the little oh, man sorry, alone. Eva. I'm being leave honest. I have to be honest. 
Ricky, Ricky, how many times do we talk about Emerson Royale? And I tell you what, I would love Darren to come on one of these shows with with Craig about Emerson Royale. You know, the other day. Right. Um, but do you think that um, Matt Doherty could do enough? Um, you know, he's got that Manchester United game, and then of course after that, Emerson Royale will be back. Uh, do you think that Antonio Conte will put Emerson Royale back in the team, or do you think that Doherty can do enough to to take that spot on a permanent basis? I, I think that's that's up to that's up to Matthew, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's up to him to now grab his chance. So, um, you know, I haven't been the greatest fan of, of Doherty in in the past. I, I felt that he done well for four or five games last year, and then he yep. got injured. Um, and then Emerson came in and he took the responsibility because there, were, there was nobody else behind him. So he did step up. He wasn't the greatest. You know, he didn't bang a goal or whatever, but he was very solid and he, he was an athlete and he, he was there for the team last season. This season has been very up and down. Um, I've got, you know, I'm, I'm normally one to back Emerson as well and kind of go, you know, he's young, he's learning the language. He's only been, this is the start of his second season at the club. He's building relationships. He's... Um, you know, not only invested off the field to kind of improve his game as a right wing back for Conte, but he, he's, he's one of Conte's soldiers. So, you know, Conte likes him. We, we can see that because he keeps starting him. Um, but I've got to admit that it has looked a lot more comfortable if, if, with, with Doherty last week and in today. Last week, it was his first um, game back. And today, he Darren was in. And, uh, well, it, it just looked, it, it looked comfortable. He, you know, he had a great uh, challenge last last week where he came back and defended. And this the defending side of Doherty's game that I don't really like. Um, but he, he got back and he worked half of the team last week. And then I felt he, he'd done the same today. Uh, so much so that Conte gave him that hug that Holly was talking about. You know, not only did he give him yeah. that squeeze and, and, and that hug, but he, he spoke to him in his ear roll. And you saw the smile on Doherty's face afterwards uh, in, in the TV shot. So um, I think Conte's pleased with him. I think he's going to have another opportunity against Man United to improve and impress and to stay keep playing for the spot. And it's all down to him. The fact that there's competition for places right now, um, I think is a good thing. It always is within the squad, you know, because they tend to push each other. So I, I can't say that in the last two games, Doherty has been shockety. Um, but, you know, um, he, he hasn't done enough to kind of 100% claim, claim that spot. And there's room, there's room to go. So, you know, I, think, I felt he'd done a couple of great moves today. I felt that he overlapped and, and was there as an, a, an a, a extra attacking player on that wing. Um, I, I felt that the, the players passing to him trusted him a little bit more as well. Um, you Like Darren was saying there about Dyer passing it to him on the wing and and getting the overlaps from Harry and, and Benson Carr and stuff like that. And I just thought they, they passed to him with a little bit more confidence that he was going to continue to move or make something happen or, or his movement was going to create um, an opening. So I, I think he done well. I think he done well, mate. Um, we haven't seen Jed Sprints yet. I can't wait to see him. I can't wait for him to take his, his spot. And I think that's, that's uh, something to say about all of the new players that have come in this season. We haven't seen the best of them yet. So there's something else to be excited about. Once they actually kind of embody Conte's plans and, and instructions and spirit, you know, where can this team be? Where can this team go? Who knows right now? So um, Doherty's done well in the shirt. Let's see if it continues. I hope so. Are you That's surprised that... 
Rick, are you surprised that um, Conte hasn't made more changes uh, rotating the team? Because it seems that whenever fit, Romero's always in there, Dyer's always in there, Benton, Kerhoybier, uh, Richarlison, Son, Kane, uh, Kulishevsky are fit. Um, Antonio Conte is making changes um, sometimes with the wing-backs or Lengley for Davis and vice versa. Are you surprised that he hasn't made more changes uh, rotating the, the team and squad? No, not at all. Uh, of course, we, we all want it as fans and we want the new players to come in and we want a change for the rest and stuff like that, but not at all. Conte believes in certain players and he trusts certain players to go out there and not only execute the plan that he's put forth, but also execute when things change on the pitch to be able to adapt to it and, and get us on track and get us moving. You've seen that with Benton and, and Hoiberg, how he trusts and believes in them. You've seen that with Dyer and Romero. You know, he needs them on the on the pitch. And the same with Sonny and Kane up there. So, um, no, I'm, I'm not surprised that he hasn't rotated as often. And reason being as well is, you know, if you look back to last season, before he came in and the first few games, a few, uh, especially the Conference League games, when we did make wholesale changes, the biggest problem was that we didn't really have a second side, a second team, those to come in and actually perform. It, we saw how flat they were, how kind of, you know, they went into their shell, how we needed to take Harry Kane off the, off the bench to make something happen, how we needed a Lucas off the bench to make something happen, how we needed a first team off the bench last year, especially away from home, but in those European games, that we, we needed more when we'd done wholesale changes. And we saw a bit of that against, uh, Frankfurt midweek when he made wholesale changes on 70 minutes at 3-1 thinking that you know the game was done um, but those coming in that haven't played together um, and haven't built up their relationship and their trust when they came in the the level did drop and that's no kind of critique on the players that came in but it it dropped it dropped you know Skippy and, and, and uh, Basuma coming in in the midfield the, the level dropped. Hoiberg was still the one running up and down that pitch left, right and centre. Um, you know, the, the, the one that shone, as we kind of highlighted midweek, was, was Hill during the week. So, uh, Antonio continues to give them opportunities. It's up to the players to grab those opportunities and to make an impact. I, I, like today, I, I think that uh, Basuma done fantastic when he came on. You know, I, I know we'll get into that. But again, he's given him minutes. And when he came in today... You know, there was first-time uh, touches, first-time passes. Um, the the challenges that he made in the first two to five minutes, you know, when he, he, he... I can't remember who it was, but there was an Everton player on the wing and he just went over and just put his foot in front of him and just took it off him like he wasn't even there and then sprung an attack. Do you know what I mean? So um, you can see that he's growing and we're, we're, we haven't seen the best of him yet. So, uh, you know, I'm not surprised. But what he's doing is, give, is he's giving them minutes and getting them to get confident in the system, on the pitch, when it means something. And little bit by little bit, he's bringing them in and he's using them. And then he starts to trust them. Um, so I think it's only, it's only, it's only a good thing for, our, for Tottenham going forward. And, it's, and it shows our strength that little bit by little bit, we can do this, you know? Now, let's talk about the key moments in the game. Um, now, in the sixth minute, uh, Perisic put a cross in. Richarlison header high over the bar. In the tenth minute, uh, Tottenham Hotspur had a free kick. Hunmin Son over it. Um, he hit the wall. Um, Darren, 
it, it is nice, isn't it? Even though Hunmin Son hit the wall on this occasion with this free kick, it was so nice to see Harry Kane nowhere near it. Oh, it was a beautiful thing. It was a beautiful, 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 beautiful thing. I'm just, I'm glad he's walked away and let, let Sonny do it. I'm glad he's walked away. It, it needed to happen and some will get one soon. He will, he will beat the wall and he will bend one into the top corner very, very soon. It's coming. It's absolutely coming. Chris, you know, you said about wholesale changes. And you said, are we, are we surprised that Conte hasn't started to do that? And the, when the, the reason I asked that is because yeah. I'll come on to that shortly, that, that we've got so many games. It is literally thick and fast. It is like Wednesday, Saturday or Sunday, then Tuesday, when, you know, it's, it's like games are coming thick and fast. Up to the World Cup, I think we're playing four, uh, in the next four weeks, we're playing eight games. So games are coming thick and fast. And I've no doubt that Conte will need to make a number of changes. I think the reason why we're not seeing it, and I think if you look at the league and you like the clubs who are in the same kind of competition that we are, the only side that can make wholesale changes and it have zero effect is Man City. They are the only team who can do that. Everybody else, if their core are fit, their core will play. And I think that's what we've got to remember. Our core of Emerson of, of um, sorry of Romero of Dyer of Hoiberg, of Bentecourt, of Sun, of and Kane. If these individuals are fit, regardless, they're going to start. Because that's what we have to do. Because they are vital to the system that Conte has. The other players yeah. can, can come into that, but these individuals are vital. And the World Cup, I'm going to say something very controversial right now. We can't think about the World Cup. And I'm, and I'm going to explain why. Because I keep hearing people saying, we need to rest Kane because he's got the World Cup. And I'm like, I don't care about the World Cup. I care about Tottenham right now. Because when if England win the World Cup, Tottenham don't win nothing. And then Arsenal and them, they still go, you still ain't won nothing. We go, came on the World Cup. I don't care. What we have to care about is the game leading up to the World Cup. If Kane and these guys are fit to play, they play. And that's what we have to understand. That's what Conte's doing. It's a mentality. It's a winning focus. This team is on a roll. I'm going to keep them in that momentum. And then if I see fragile moments or fragile mentality because that's what happens when you get tired he swaps in and out with Longley and, and and Davis swapping in and out he's making sure that area stays solid Conte has the he has a blueprint he's got a plan and it's working and that's why we'll see our core all the time when they're fit and that's what we have to do Holly, let's come to you. Let's talk about Ivan Perisic because, of course, Antonio Conte said last week that uh, we will see um, a much better Ivan Perisic after his injury. Uh, what have you made of his time um, at Spurs so far? I mean, I've really enjoyed watching him, to be honest. I think he's been brilliant. Um, I just feel like he needs to kind of find his dynamic better in the team. He needs to know the other players a little bit better. Um, it, it's just all about, I think, him finding his feet basically in the squad, but I, I've enjoyed watching him, and I think he brings a lot to the team, and his he brings a lot of energy. I, I was happy to see that he was on the on the team sheet today, um, and I, I I do believe in what Antonio says in that he's got a lot more to to show us than we've seen. I've heard some people say, oh, you know what's he got to bring? I've not seen X, Y, and Z yet. But again, that comes back to to Antonio as a manager of. Being of saying things about certain players and being confident in them, and we don't necessarily see it automatically, and we have to kind of trust in what he sees, particularly in training, which we obviously don't get to see. But there are certain players in the team where I go, Why is he playing him? Why is he doing that? And then they turn out 
it like, like we we end up with good results so we have to we have to trust in conte so when conte says you've not seen the best of Perisic just yet i have to dig deep and i have to say okay i trust in conte because it again is one of those things where he sees a lot more of him than we do i've enjoyed what i've seen so far i know some people will say he's not delivering as we'd expect him to deliver with that price tag but I, I I I believe in what he's saying, and I think the problem is as well is is when you got someone like Sessegnon and you have that kind of you know every everyone's got their own their own view about it. But I try and keep positive. what 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 was this? I just need to know the interpretation of this. For for those <laughs> listening, uh, Holly made some hand gestures like she was Usain Bolt, and I just need to know what <laughs> what what she meant by by this. <laughs> okay, so I'm a big fan of Sassignon. That's the problem. So, um, what, what that's what that was. Okay, right. So I'm a Libra. Okay, is, you is, don't is care. Harry I'm a Libra. It's my birthday next week. You don't have to get me anything. Don't worry. Um, and uh, <laughs> so, of course, I'm really diplomatic, but I am a big Sassignon fan. Not just because I love Sessegnon and not just because his brother plays Plymouth Argyle, my home club. I think the pair of them are are, are great. But I feel like maybe that I have got a little bit of bias in that sense. But yeah, no, I do enjoy watching Parasitch, but um, me and my dad were talking earlier and, you know, we're big fans of Sessegnon, so that's what that was about, Ricky. Right. Okay? I just I, I just <laughs> needed to know what that, I, it was sign language and I was just like, okay, but, but what do we... As my dad said, Sessegnon has a better end product. That's okay. exactly what he was saying and... Uh, you know, so of course I got to listen to my dad, and I go with him. I go with what he's saying. So uh, what I'm saying is, ultimately, bottom line, I've enjoyed Perisic so far. I've enjoyed what he's brought, but I feel like we need more. And it's it's difficult when you've got someone like Sessegnon, who we've seen deliver multiple times. It's difficult when you see someone new come in and expect that same kind of level. But what he has brought so far has been good. Maybe I need to be less cynical and let him find his feet a little bit more. But when there's such high stakes and we're doing so well at the moment, sometimes you kind of have to just be like, kind of stick with what you know, maybe a bit. I don't know. It's just because I just want Spurs to do so well. It's um, it is difficult, but but yeah, that's my view. I guess I'm very being very on the fence, diplomatic, being like a politician and not not answering as well. <laughs> Rick, just just don't just, 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 just ask Ricky just, if he knows where just, to just okay, we've do me a favour. <laughs> Ricky, you're never going to escape this, are oh you? Oh my god! <laughs> Dow, Dow, listen to this, bruv. Listen to this. Holly was getting messages when they heard that she was on the show. She was getting messages, being like, "Yeah, speak to him about Watford." Do me a favour, bruv. Do me a favour. It's outrageous. It's outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky, talk, talking about talking about Ivan Perisic, I know Holly yeah. said uh, her and her dad prefer Ryan Sessegnon because you've got better end product. I completely disagree. I think Perisic uh, puts in a lot better crosses. Um, he is always involved in that final third. Who do you agree with? No, I, I, I think Perisic is fantastic, mate. Uh, um, I think he's not as quick as, as Sess. Um but I think he's intelligent in the fact that he's a general, you know, he's a Conte general, somebody that is not only worked under Conte, but has won under him. So 
him being there just as a presence in training and on the field, I think is is a massive thing. A bit like Edgar Davids was when it when when we got him. He just lifted everybody on on the field, and I think that Perisic does that. He's somebody that you can trust, and the amount of balls that he puts in, amount of crosses that he puts puts in from the left hand side, it and in the right spots as well, is something that we haven't had for a long time. I mean, you know, that first half today, it was tough. Like we were saying, you know, Everton put all their men behind the ball. They were defending. You know, like, uh, like oh, easy, easy hole. She's had enough because I'm I sorry. I, talk I was getting annoyed at what I was. I, was I know, I can feel it. Saying that's the problem. I was like, I could, right, end I could, the call. <laughs> I could feel it. I could feel it. But you know, you know, when Everton, they were a low block and they were tight and solid. But the amount of crosses that he got in from 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 the left hand side and the the, the chances that he created, the opportunities that he created to cause havoc in in Everton's box, I thought was fantastic. We, they didn't come off. You know, as in they didn't get put in the net, but at the same time, the amount of danger that he created, and he, he, he you know, he, he, he got past a few players. He, he was skillful. He, he was, he's trusted at the end of the day as well, and and I think he gives Sessegnon something to aspire to. Um, you know, and 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 we don't have to rely on Sess anyway because we know, even though he's been working really hard in the summer. And in training on on the the muscles in his legs, whether it be the ham hamstrings or the calves or whatever it is that is that has given him um, you know injuries in the past and, and kept him out of the team. Well, we don't have to rely on him so much um, to, to to tweak those hamstrings or or to kind of in, increase the the chances of having an injury, especially with the amount of games that we've got. So the fact that we've got a general like Perisic on the left hand side, ready to step in, ready to 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 do the job and knows the job inside backwards. And then Sessegnon, every time that he comes in, he's got to now step up and prove himself up to the Perisic level, you know, getting in the box and getting the crosses in and, and being able to beat the man and all of the things that, that Perisic is, is kind of mentoring Sessegnon during the week. So, um, yeah, no, I love Perisic down there. And I, I think having both of them is only healthy and, and, and exciting for us. Darren, let's come to you. In the 23rd minute, Damari Gray got the uh, the better of Rodrigo Benton Kerr uh, and then put it over the bar. Um, would it be fair to say um, that a number of players, opposition players this season, particularly at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, have been very wasteful with chances and we have been lucky in some games? Yeah, that we, we do have moments where we are riding our luck and today we had two moments where we rode it and we're going to need that. We are going to need that. In It's a long season and we're going to need to have those moments. And I was glad that we had one today. Well, we had two today, if I'm really honest, because, yeah, it was moments where lapse of concentration, bad play on our part. And that's what I've noticed a lot this season. Teams are not coming to us and blasting us away and, and playing fantastic football that we come on shows and we talk like this, Chris, and we're going, yeah, we were outplayed, we were outclassed, etc. It's normally our own mistakes. It's errors that we create and problems that we're creating and we get fortunate that they don't take the opportunity or they take one and then second half we come back strong. So, yeah, we were like, oh, I did breathe a little sigh of relief in that moment. I honestly did. I can't lie to you. Holly, let's come to you. In the 25th minute, Pierre Mujoybier had an effort um, outside the box, high and wide. Um, what have you made of Pierre Mujoybier this season? Because for me, I think he's been out, out, you know, been an outstanding player. I would absolutely agree with you, Chris. I feel like he's really come into his own. 
I've just like every time I've watched him absolutely steal the show, he's done it for a reason and he's he's done it well. I, I I've seen him and he's given everything his all. I, I I'll be honest with you, last season I think he I thought it was good, obviously, but this this season so far, he's had moments where he has really stole the show and he's really I, I just I just mean there's been times where I've been sat there on my sofa and I've gone, God damn, I love that man. <laughs> And that's and that's where I feel like this is going because before I felt like sometimes he's you know he's kind of slipped the back a little bit not in 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 like physical sense but like he's he's not been a standout player whereas now I've really seen himself throw himself into it and you can just see that he is absolutely just going for it and I love him for that and I just I just watch him and I think my god that was good my love and I loved it <laughs> and that's what I thought today when I saw him throw himself about I thought he's not holding back and that's what we need we need that energy and I think that's what that's what um Conte is pushing for he's pushing for that passion he just doesn't want someone to just show up and see it as work he wants them to see it as their life and I feel like that is what he's pushing for all players and I feel like Poivier is really taking that on he's just completely gone for it Holly so you love Sessegnon and Hoybier. anyone else Oh, don't make me do that, Chris. Because <laughs> I'll list the whole team. You know I will. This is the problem. And I keep getting messages. I'm getting. I'm looking at my phone. I'm getting messages, and everyone's going. Holly loves everyone. I'm like, yes, yes, I do. Yes, I do love everyone. Just, and that's just whisper I'm it, Holly. Do the Holly whisper. I love the team. Just whisper it, Holly. We won't know. No, just whisper it to us. Well, I mean, I don't have to tell you guys. <laughs> Don't worry, don't get excited, everyone. I'm not tripping off. <laughs> I'm just for the for the audio fans, you miss it out right now. If you if you chose the audio version, you need to go to the right, okay. stop, stop listening now and switch to the YouTube knows one. Last season, but my number seven, he's oh, he's always gonna be my favourite. And at first, the start of the season so far, everybody doubted him. And I have to be honest, I had a moment where I was the same and I felt like Son wasn't really showing him up, showing up, and he wasn't there in the form that we've always known and loved him to be in. And it was a bit concerning, actually, because I felt like I've never seen that from him. And then as soon as he comes on, as soon as you doubt him, he has a reason to prove himself, and he does better than any of us have ever known him to be. And that is where I'm at with him. And today, him. And, and and I don't and I was expecting that. I kept going right second half, second half, second half, as I do with every Spurs game. Second half, second half, second <laughs> half. Hoping for a bit more from all of them, not just Son. Hoping for a bit more from all of them. And they like to just keep us on tender hooks a little bit more. They think, right, you guys, you're all a little bit, you know, we need to keep you just kind of a bit more anxious, a bit more nervous. And that's how I feel Spurs are in general. But Son, I feel like we all need to just remember he is a world-class player and any team would absolutely bite our hands off to have him. I'd have liked to have seen him score today, but we've got Man United coming up in the week and I'm confident he'll do just that. And I just feel like for him, he is just like, he is just a, a, a beautiful, beautiful player and he'll always be my favourite. I have to be biased here, okay? I have to be biased and say... He will, and just his his love for the team, I feel like, really, really does stand out. 
Rick, let's come to you. Now, in the first 45 minutes in the first half, um, the last two minutes of that half, Everton had a fantastic chance. So did Spurs. In the 43rd minute, um, another good chance for Everton. Mistake in the Spurs midfield. Anana completely threw, put it over the bar. And in the stoppage time, um, Harry Kane crossed. Richarlison got on the end of it. Uh, that one over the bar. Um, were you happy going in at half-time, nil-nil? Did Spurs create enough for you? I, f- I felt we could have gone in ahead. But um, I, I, I could see what was happening. Everton were, were always going to have an opportunity, uh, but they didn't take it at the end of the day. So we went in at nil-nil. And, you know, like Holly was saying there about the second half sort of thing, they have had a, a, a different response in the second half. Especially pre, pre-Gunas, we were the second half team, you know. So uh, like Holly was saying there, I knew they'd get a rattle. And um, I knew they'd come out... On, and uh, firing and on top. So I wasn't worried at the end of the first half, but I would have obviously loved to have been at least a goal up uh, because, for all the domination that we had, you know? Um, so, so yeah, yeah, I wasn't worried at all, Chris, you know? But you know what? Let me ask Holly a quick question. I know she loves Sonny, right? But but if you could have... A, um, if I said to you, you could have a picture with Sonny, but you had to give up your Alan Shearer picture... Could, you know, how do you feel about that? I'm sorry, Alan. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> and I have to be honest with you, right? Okay, and I'll tell you a funny story now. So when I first met Alan, and it was like my first week at breakfast, and I was at Dan Walker's leaving thing. I think I mentioned this to you earlier. And I saw Alan Shearer, and I spent the whole night going to all the people I work going, that's Alan Shearer. Like, unbelievable. Could not get over it. Texting everyone I knew, texting my dad, going, oh, my God, Alan Shearer's here. Like, I'm doing up some swearing, sorry. Um, and I was, I, I found it absolutely unbelievable. And then the second time I met him a few weeks later, it was because he was coming in to talk about 30 years of the Premier League. And he comes in and all of that. And the first thing I did was walk past him, walk up to the trophy, and he went to me, oh, yeah, I'm old news now, is it, Holly? And I went... Uh- he knew Alan your name. Shearer. Alan Shearer remembered me, and also this is unbelievable. Like I couldn't get my head around it. I thought this was unreal, but I feel like Alan would then forgive me after binning him off for the trophy. He'd get it if I binned him off for Sonny. Like he'd go, <laughs> he'd go, Holly. I wouldn't expect it from any less from you. Like, do you know what oh. I mean? Go for it. Oh. I'll come back. I'll come back to you in a minute, Holly, on the uh, on the whole Alan Shearer and uh, Harry Kane record uh, in a minute. Um, Darren, let's come to you. In the second half, in the fifty-first minute, Richarlison went down, hobbled down the tunnel. Basuma then came on. Um, he's been seen today uh, going out of the ground on crutches, and uh, lots of rumours are going around at the moment that he could be out for possibly six weeks. This would be a huge blow to us, wouldn't it? It would be. It would be a huge blow. I'm going to make a comedy moment and then I'm going to continue that point. We are at an hour and 12 minutes and we haven't even got to our first goal yet. This is going to be a record. A record. <laughs> record breaker. I'm saying it now. And it ain't Sounds like a first game, not got to the goal yet. Well, well <laughs> everyone's mentioned trophies. There you are. Yeah, absolutely. It's crazy, but I, I love it. Holly, Ricky, I love you both. Geniuses, love you both. Um, is Richarlison going to be a, a loss if he's out for a long time? He will be. Um, 
what he has been bringing so far right now, we, we can see his quality and he brings a different element to our game. I think the only thing that is kind of playing in my head in favour of if he's out, we can handle it, is the fact that hopefully our, our Swede is about to kick back in and Mora has just come back. And I think the squad we have, we've got different elements. And I think Conte is going to use what he's got in front of him. And when Vitranosan went off, and Basuma came on and went, she drunk, she drunk. I'm watching you. I'm watching you. I'm what so was in that funny. white? Audio listeners, Holly's been drinking from this white, I'm going to call it a goblet. I don't know what is in it, but her camera now keeps falling down. That's all I'm saying. It's empty. I'm I'll saying. be honest, it's empty. I'm, I'm not going to I know, we watched you naked a minute ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I saw it. Don't think you... I didn't spot it. Where do you think I get the optimism from? <laughs> <laughs> So, so, you know what, Holly? Only if you had a box of books that you could put behind the iPad. If you had that, that would help your life out. I'm hey, just, I'm this just is saying. my first time, all right? You guys need to need to appreciate this. is my first time doing this. I'm trying to be both professional and myself, and sometimes it's a battle because... <laughs> You know, well, so sorry. I'm so sorry. You're Carry winning. on. You're winning. We all try to be professional, but but when you get comments like this, Ricky Ricky looks like he should be in the green balls. What, what do you reckon, Holly? Do me a favor, bruv. <laughs> like, come on. Oh my Hang gosh. On a minute. Why did you ask me that? Why 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 was it? Why did you ask me that? Is it because I, is it because I'm a woman? <laughs> <laughs> most awkward moment of the podcast so far um holly let's stay with you <laughs> let's stay with you in the 53rd minute um harry kane on the volley from across pickford saved uh c- come out to son who blasted over and then of course six minutes later spurs went one nil up doherty with a left foot shot pickford uh didn't deal with it harry kane was about to finish he was brought down by pickford and harry kane put away the penalty on his 400th appearance for spurs now, interestingly, you keep mentioning about uh, your meetings with Alan Shearer. Did he ever mention to you about Harry Kane uh, possibly breaking his Premier League record? Because he is now only eight goals away from Jimmy Greaves' record of being the all-time record goal scorer at Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. Of course he did. And we spoke about that. That was one of the first things we spoke about. And um, he, you know, I think 
I don't know what your views are on Alan Shearer, but I've always really admired him watching him on Match of the Day. And I feel like he, you know, one of the first things when I text my granddad talking about Alan Shearer, he said he seems like when he finally realised who he was, <laughs> after having his, having his stroke, he realised who he was. And he said, oh, yes, he seems like a lovely man. And he is just that. And he come, he's such a lovely guy. He really, really comes across, of course, Oh, I feel like we just went then. But yes, he comes across as he comes across such a lovely guy, and he is. And you talk to him about any team, and he'll give you his his back. What's what's happened? Rick, let's come to you. Um, (laughs) Surely, surely, at some point, Harry Kane is going to break all records possible. Uh, yeah, of course he is, mate. He's, he's a record breaker. He's, he's been doing it from the beginning. Do you know what I mean? And you got to remember in that first season, everyone called him a one season wonder. Do you know what I mean? And, and he continued to prove everybody wrong. Again, every time you doubt him, he will always show back up. And you, you look at the mentality and you look at the drive and um, ambition that he's had playing for Tottenham at, since the beginning of the season. It, it, you know, it, he's been phenomenal and he hasn't even started yet. And, uh, Gaz, just Gaz, um, bro, Gary, listen, I don't want no audition, all right, bruv? I just want to let you know, I know you just got off stage, bruv, but listen, I don't need no audition. It was a joke. It, somebody made a comment. It, you know, let, let's just, let's just we'll, we'll just carry on talking about football, bruv. I'm going to leave the dream boy aspect to you, my friend, all right? All right? So, yeah. Um. <laughs> oh. oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Ricky. My answer oh. should have been yes, by all means, be a dream boy. Oh my god, do it! I'm so sorry. I might have made the, it really awkward then, and I'm, I'm not doubting your ability. I'm not. I'm just saying. I think you should sit with acting. That's what I'm saying. No, I'm, I'm going to. I heard, I heard they 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 uh, perform. I heard they perform in Watford as well. So I ain't going. I'm not doing it. So don't get lost. <laughs> no, it's not happening. <laughs> you gotta stop with that damn picture. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm sorry, I, I by the way, I disappeared then by accident. It wasn't me, it was the Wi-Fi. And I felt like I did that really awkward thing where you freeze and then go, oh, she's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, that oh. was my biggest fear about doing this whole podcast. Was people going, Oh, that's awkward. She's disappeared. Oh, <laughs> she's frozen. <laughs> Especially if I was like that. No. <laughs> I was really worried about that, but anyway. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> Hope you didn't miss me. <laughs> Holly, um, let's come back to you on the Harry Kane um, record. Um, <laughs> how proud are you of Harry Kane? Uh, you know, n- now only eight goals away from the legend, Jimmy Greaves. <laughs> I just love him. And I've got a little figurine of him in my flat. He stood on top of the Wi-Fi box, if you must know. And um, he guards the Wi-Fi now because I can always trust him. Do you know what I mean? And the thing is, I... I, you know, I hear people that support other clubs talk about Harry Kane and they go, blah, 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 Spurs, blah, 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 Harry Kane. And then as soon as we're in a major tournament, whether it be the Euros, whether it be the World Cup, anything, everyone else climbs out the woodwork and they go, Harry Kane this, Harry Kane that. And I go, yeah, he's one of our own. Like, he's there. Do you get the hype? Like, he's one of ours. Hence why we love him so much. And you hear any kind of commentary. I know, Chris, you don't hear this because you're always in the in the stadium jammy um but us at home sat there listening 
to the commentary, go and he they always go, he's reliable, he's so reliable. And that is why we love him because he is reliable and we love him. And I, you know, I've watched an Instagram this week, you know, Harry Kane talking about his foundation. And he says about the you know, when he was well, that wasn't insult, Chris, that was just pure jealousy because I've never been to a Spurs game live. So let's be real here. I'm just being jealous. That's all it is, okay? Love you dearly, appreciate what you do. But I have to just be real and just say that that was pure jealousy. And so we like Harry Kane's video when he said about how he, um, you know, he was dropped from Arsenal and he, thank Christ, um, and he um, get, you know, he he gave up all his hopes and dreams and ambition. He was gutted and whatever. I think that just goes to show as well what a kind of person he is because he's never given up. He's become, I mean, the best striker. Like he's he's absolutely phenomenal player. Sometimes we watch him and you go, "Where the hell was Harry Kane in that game?" And then he shows up and he reminds us all. He reminds us all, and any team would absolutely bite our hand off to have him. You know, we remember in you know the whole Man City thing, and we were all sat there like this. Please no, please no, please no, please no. And I think uh, you know again we would all be devastated to lose him. And I I had a chat with. Sorry, did I not mention I'm Alan Shearer? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when I spoke to him and I spoke about it, and and you know he said, "What a world class player!" And he is as salt of the earth as you'd expect him to be. As lovely as as he come across, like his little. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you had to do that then, didn't you? But no, honestly, I don't think. I mean, of course, Shira likes holding the title, but I think he would be totally, totally understandable, you know, with Harry Kane taking that over. And I think the whole Jimmy Greaves thing, I think what an amazing, amazing player, what an absolute legend. But I think that Harry Kane is not even. He, he has done so much. He has, he's still got so much yet to achieve, and he's already so high in his uh, goal score. So I feel like we've just not even seen the most of him yet. I feel like he's going to keep going and I feel that Harry Kane is going to be even more records. I really, really do. And I'm not just saying that from a Spurs fan. I am just saying that as a person who just enjoys football, as you can all probably tell, sometimes I don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm talking as a fan. That's why I'm not expecting to come across as a pundit. I'm just talking as a fan. And I love watching Harry Kane play for Spurs. I love watching him be a captain for England. And I'll always, always back him. As I said, he is a little figurine that stands on top of my Wi-Fi and I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> Darren, let's come to you. Um, let's talk about uh, Tottenham's second goal in the 86th minute. Pierre-Emile Hoybier, a great finish. Kane to Benton Kerr, who then crossed to Hoybier, got a deflection, but it went in uh, to the top uh, corner. And as Ricky said, uh, I think that's his third goal um, of the Premier League season. It's nice to see him on the score sheet on a regular basis, isn't it? Yep, and it's something that is part of his game. Those of you that watch him play for Denmark, he, he's got that in his kit bag. He can play more of an attacking centre midfielder. Um, Mourinho spoke highly about his ability when he was there, saying that we do not see how technically gifted this gentleman is. And now in the system, and also, as I stressed earlier, partnerships, he trusts Bentinko. They really trust each other. It's a great partnership between the two. And now we're seeing when Basuma comes in, it's a free. He can really push on. And he, yeah, he took a deflection. I know people looking go, oh, it wasn't a clean finish. But the fact that he was edge of the box, he was making those runs, getting himself up there. Yeah, I'm, I'm loving life right now. I'm absolutely loving life right now. We're, we're looking good. 
And the fact that we're an hour and 24 minutes and we've just got to the second goal, this is definitely an award-winning show. Well, just before we talk about our next game, Manchester United away, um, now, in a few weeks' time, it will mark our one-year anniversary of having Antonio Conte as our manager. Um, at this time, um, last year, Nuno Espirito Santo was our manager. Ricky, how would you describe this last 12 months of the transformation of this football club from Nuno Espirito Santo playing in the Europa Conference League to now having Antonio Conte playing in the Champions League, being top of Group D at the moment and sitting in third place in the Premier League, just one point behind the leaders, Arsenal? I mean, it's night and day, isn't it? Uh, you know, there was a time when I was watching Tottenham under Nuno and at the end of the previous season, it was just, you know, I've said it before, we looked like Titanic FC. It looked like the only the only thing that we was going to do was just keep keep dropping and kind of keep sinking down the league. But Conte came in and he, he really took the whole team by the scruff of the neck. And right now we've got direction, we've got a plan, we've got a mission. You know, uh, we've got patterns of play, we've got a way of play. Um, we, we, we've increased our mentality, we've increased our fitness. I, I don't know if you guys remember that that there was a stat before he just before he came in and we was bottom of the league for everything for running oh here we go look yeah so yeah so we was at the bottom for running and stuff like that and you look at the difference now look we're at the top you know um shots on target shots at all you know we, we was we was at the bottom of a lot of those stat packs and he came in and he transformed it and and he made us believe again in in a lot of the players that were there transformed davies as we know last season you know got got an increased level out, out of Dyer and an increased trust out of Dyer. Um, he, he just galvanised not only the team, but every single supporter. And we, we're going step by step, strength by strength. Do you know what I mean? And, and we're increasing. And, and a year on, I'm just really happy and thankful that he's with us, um, that, he, that he's passionate about being at Tottenham, that he's enjoying it. Um, you know, I, I, I do want to say... I think I think he's a bit emotionally connected to us now. With the passing of Ventrone um, last week, I, I, I do think he's got a bit of kind of extra love for Tottenham right now. You know, even the fact that we planted the the Italian oak tree at the training ground and stuff like that. Yeah. The, the, yeah. the respect and love uh, that we've shown to not only Antonio Conte but every one of the staff and every one of Ventrone's family and friends and and the players that were affected by it all. And I I feel that. That was maybe the last thing that was that was really missing. You know, he he was there and you could see him falling falling for Spurs little bit by a little bit. <clears throat> but I think that and the the attitude of the players and the the attitude and response from the club and stuff like that. I think it has emotionally emotionally I can't say it now. I've I've been on on that white goblet that uh, Holly's on emotionally. But, um, thank you, but thank you, Dal. Love you, bro. Um, but yeah, um, I think he's he's attached now, and I, I I think he has a stronger love for Tottenham in his heart, and I think he's going to go all out to push us even more um, from this point on. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he signed the contract soon, and um, continue to hold the ball to account for transfers and and continue improving Tottenham. Uh, so it's a, it's a joyous one year anniversary, and thank you, Antonio. And uh, long may it continue, mate. Long may it continue. Holly, how would you describe Antonio Conte's first year at Spurs? And, you know, when you look at his um, time at other clubs, he doesn't seem to spend much time there. Do you think he's going to be different this time around? 
I massively think that. I really think that. And I think you can see that from the way he just behaves with the players, everything, his passion for the team. I feel like it's a project for him that he has done well on so far. And as somebody that's really loyal and really committed, I feel like he's not seen it through just yet. I feel like he's somebody that has a vision that is yet to continue. I think that he's got more planned that we've not seen yet. Just even the way he talks about players. We spoke earlier on about Perisic. We said, oh, you've not seen this much of Perisic just yet. He still plays certain players that maybe we don't see the potential of just yet or in a certain formation. We think, why are you doing that? It's because he has a plan. The plan has worked so far. We're doing amazingly well. I feel like we we have got more to achieve under him. And I don't, I don't, I, I'll be honest, I don't see him walking away just yet. I really, really don't. I feel like he ha, he has got he has got a lot more planned. But I think it would be a, a lot better for all of us fans to see him commit longer term to us. I really do see that. And also, can I just say while I'm speaking before I interrupt somebody else? Someone called Greg has said, um, <laughs> Greg has said, Chris, best so far. Holly's a real hurricane. And I have to say, Greg, I have, as a person who's covered news for the last however many years, and I've been working through every single storm and whatever, there's never been a Holly storm or Holly hurricane. I've dealt with Storm Dennis, Storm, whatever. But I've always been very disappointed there's never been a Storm Holly. So thank you for agreeing with me and raising the point. <laughs> and also, Chris, that means you've got to have me back, right? Okay, because there we go. <laughs> um, but no, going back to your point, I love Antonio Conte. I love watching him run up and down. I love watching Conte cam. And I do see a bright future with him on board at the helm. I really, really do. And I look forward to what happens next. He actually, at times where we haven't performed as best as I'd have liked us to, knowing he's at the helm gives me a little bit more hope for the next game. Um, I don't know if you guys feel that, but I do feel that there is a longer plan and he actually fills me with quite a lot of excitement just knowing that he's in charge. So I like to see that. And I like, we, we have done well. We have done well overall since he has started. We're doing massively well at the moment. We have to remember that. There are times we can be critical because we think Spursy, we think long-term, oh, Spurs will come around and they'll disappoint us. No, we are doing massively well at the moment. And we have to keep that momentum. And I can see it going beyond that. And, you know, we're early on in the season. We've also got the Champions League and I am feeling buzzing. I know you're going to say that I'm overly optimistic and I'm full of the energy, but this is where I think if I manifest that out, the players will feel that too. And I just think we got to all keep going, get behind them, get behind Conte, back him, back the players. And there we go. We're going to be a force to be reckoned with. And none of us lot here on this call will get bullied any longer. <laughs> okay. Holly. Holly, just very quickly, what would you say, um, because Conte has received a lot of criticism from a lot of Spurs fans in the last few weeks, and so, some even said he's not the manager to take us forward. What would you say to them? I would say, I'm sorry, but I don't want to sit with you, That's what I would say to them. Um, I I think, yes, you're welcome to your opinion and whatever, but I don't agree and you're massively wrong. And that's what I would say. Yes, you're entitled to opinion, but you are wrong and I don't agree. <laughs> That is what I would say. Since he's come on board, I've really enjoyed it. Probably the most optimism I've had since Poch. Um, but you know, to be honest with you, I am enjoying it. I'm enjoying seeing where we're going, and I and I and I like to see it continue. Long may it continue, is what I'd say. 
yes, you're allowed to own your opinion. I was joking, but also I'm massively not joking. You are wrong and whatever. And I hope you agree with me. <laughs> Darren, let's come to you on the same question. And also Roy writes here, Ricky's hit the nail on the head. Uh, I believe we could end up Conte's club. Do you think that Conte will be here for a number of years and be successful, i.e. trophies in the cabinet? Yeah, I, I do feel so. And I think with Conte now, and I think what I've been looking at is Conte is a winner. He goes places, he wins. And that's the beautiful thing about Conte. But he does it in a quick turnaround because most of the clubs he goes to are, are, are practically there. And then they throw a lot of money at it and then it works. What Conte is doing with Tottenham, when he arrived, Tottenham, the business, was ready. Tottenham on the football side wasn't ready. And now he's getting that. And he can see the potential. He can see the build. The money's going to be made available. The players are going to become what, uh, what he wants them to be. The system's growing. The fan base already loves him. All the elements are there for Conte. Because if, if you think about Conte, all the best managers in the world, you can associate them with a club. You go, ah, oh, that was their club when they were amazing. That was the, Yes, they've won around the world, but that was their club. Conte doesn't really have one. Chelsea fans may want to go, nah, nah, nah. shut your noise. No, because Conte now is going, where can I cement my legacy? And if he wants to, he's got a place now where he can really cement that legacy to go, Conte is a phenomenal coach because look what he did with this first side. Look where they started. Look where he got them. Look what he did with them. Look at what he he's won. Also, in his legacy, he, he'll he be at the helm when Harry Kane wins all of these personal accolades. Yes. Being a part of that connection, you go, I'm part of all of this. My name is connected to this. And people like that affiliation with success. And Conte, he's a proud man. We can see that on the touchline. He wants that. So right now, Conte's asked to lose. That's the way I look at it. I don't see him wanting to go anywhere unless we as Spurs do something ridiculous. As Holly just highlighted, if the members of our fan base don't want Conte, all I can say to you is, who the hell do you want? Exactly. Who yeah. do you want? Yeah. Because I don't know anyone else out there who yeah. would want us or we would want them. So if you're not happy, I, I know Nuno's still available. If you want to go back to Nuno days, <laughs> go back to Nuno days. Like, on a real. Because it don't make no sense to me. I'll back Holly. We'll sit there together and we'll be like, what are you talking about? And we'll make you see sense. Darren, so me right and you now, can take them on. We'll take them on. We'll we've got bring this. the positivity. We'll do it. Holly, Darren, you're in good company. Darren, do you think it is a social media thing of everyone just putting this stuff out on social media? Because personally... I don't know anybody who goes to the games and, and has come out and said, I don't like Antonio Conte. I don't think he's going to be successful. Do you know anybody personally? I don't. And you know what? It, it really is. We do have social media now in our world where we, we do have those people in our fan base. They do exist. And they do dive into my DMs every now and then. And I'm like, oh, wow, you really are human. You're not a robot. Okay, cool. Let, let, let's work you out. And it's, it's interesting because every fan base has them. And I think the beautiful thing about us right now is we're losing certain tags. Spursy, I don't believe anymore. We're not Spursy anymore. That Spursy is gone. Let's stop using it. Let's stop associating it with our club. And I think yeah. that's what we're moving away from because the fans who use it are the fans who, when we're not playing well, will be the ones who will matter. Oh, I don't want Conte. That's where it comes from, Chris. It's in that little that little cluster there. But the true, the true fans, like... The people on this pod, the real ones who get it, who can see the vision, they don't want Ponte, they don't want Conte to go because if he goes, who the who the heck are we getting? It don't make no sense. Yeah. And we've seen 
such sorry to interrupt there but all we've seen so far is positives yes there have been slight moments where we might have questioned it but overall in my opinion anyway i'm not talking on behalf of everyone but i've seen positive steps and if we see us now so far in this season again positive steps so yeah okay you might pick and you might say oh well, what about here what about there but overall i see greatness and i think that if we're already starting on someone like that like we started conte started too late into the season last season i mean if he'd have started a bit earlier maybe we'd have seen more change and more positivity because from the time he did start i saw great things so now we're, we're getting him from the beginning oh my god if he left now like it would just it just wouldn't be right like we want to see him see it all through see us to a trophy um and, and and see and see more things i do see that and i feel like he's taking us in that direction and i really really think that he is enjoying being at the helm of spurs which is a huge bonus i mean you you want you want someone that runs up and down like he does someone yeah. on the con the conte cam thing that we've all grown to love is just him absolutely giving it beans just going yes like someone that absolutely throws every fiber of their being into us scoring and doing well that is what we want and that is what we need to get to where we want to be is somebody that backs us 100 so we should back him Mike well Dryden. last Lastly, uh, we've got to talk about the Manchester United away game, of course, this Wednesday. Um, after today's result, um, Spurs stay third in the Premier League, but we are just one point away now from leaders Arsenal. Uh, we've now played 10, we've won seven, drawn two and lost one. We've got a goal difference of plus 12. Uh, of course, we played Manchester United Wednesday at Old Trafford. They've played eight, they have won five, they have lost three. They've got a goal difference of minus two. They've got 15 points, eight points behind us. Um, Rick, let's start with you on this one. Um, Manchester United play tomorrow uh, against Newcastle at home. Um, they've, they've won five. Um, how do you see this one going? Is this a big test for Spurs? Do you think we will go there and pick up the three points? Uh, I, I believe in my team, uh, Chris. You know, I, I, even to my kind of delusional state, I, I, I will always back my team to win. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And especially right now that we're on, we've got this momentum uh, building. Um, so I will always back us to win. And even if it is uh, against Man United, I'll always back us to win. Now, with Man United, they've had a very up and down season. Um you know, they're starting to build a little momentum themselves. But what they are doing is they're playing, again, the same set, the majority of the same 11 in Europe as well as in the league. So there, there's going to be a little bit of tiredness coming from them. And I know that they didn't do the 87 laps up and down the field in Korea. So, you know, I, I expect our fitness and our stamina and, and this momentum to continue on Wednesday. And, and I think it'll be a, a massive battle. I think it'll be a massive battle, but I, I see us coming away with a free point. Well, Manchester United have won five out of their last six Premier League games, only losing to champions Manchester City 6-3 uh, a week or so ago. Their last uh, result was a 2-1 win against Everton at Goodison Park. Holly, let's come to you. You work in Manchester. Uh, many Manchester United fans around there, or, or are they still you know, all over the place? Right, so I'm going to be controversial here and tell you that I live right by Old Trafford. And that is because I um, work in Media City, so it's close by. But I never, you know, when I moved there, people said to me, oh, don't walk around in your Spurs shirt, right, and whatever, like, around there, like, 
whatever, but I like to think we're no longer a competition for Manchester United. <laughs> and um, actually, I have to park nearby there. Um, no one can eat my car, um, And um, I, so I walk to my car, I have my jumper on, it says Spurs on it, and I go with it. But no, aside from that, I mean, I'd love to be there this week when um, Spurs, Spurs play United. I'd love that, but it's not going to be possible. And also, like, sitting in the... Uh, the Man United and would just go massively wrong. Um, but I think, honestly, I hold high hopes for this game. I really do. And mm. actually, I don't even think it's a high hope. I think it's just what's going to happen is what's going to happen. I don't even think I'm being optimistic. I'm thinking we're going to go in and we're going to smash it is what is my view. So, um, yeah, I don't care whether I live in Manchester or not. I'm always going to be a Spurs fan. And Get in. I live a stone's throw from there, I'm always going to be. And even if I've got my window open, which I won't because it's bloody freezing up there at the moment. I'm not used to the north. Um, I will, If I hear them, if I hear a roar from the stadium, I'll be going, that's Spurs because United won't be scoring, okay? That's my <laughs> That's view. right. That's where I'm drawing the line, all right? It's going to be Spurs all over it, okay? <laughs> Darren, let's come to you. What have you made of Manchester United so far this season? Because, of course, uh, they've had a, a manager change. Um, of course, uh, Ten Hag has come in. Jason Cundy on TalkSport a couple of days ago uh, called Ten Hag Ollie Ten Hag. He said that there's not, uh, you know, real, really much difference of uh, the football last season. Do you agree? Disagree? You know what? Uh, I, I don't fully agree, but I see what the point is. Man United are in disarray. That's, that's the big picture. And they're a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde team right now. They don't really understand. Every player in the side doesn't understand the job. And Ten Hag is trying to be very brutal in how he wants to work. But in doing that, it's not working. Hence why he's had to bring Cristiano back at times. He's got a star player like Antonio that he bought and he can't get him in the team. And there's, there's a lot of issues. Harry Maguire, like, I wouldn't want to be that manager. And I think just highlighting the fact that we have Conte, that's where he was going to end up. If we didn't, if remember we had El Sakiko, where it was, if we if we had beat them, we may have lost out, and he may be over there, and that's yeah. why this 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 shows where we've gone and where they've gone, and they they're in disarray, they're in a, they're in a bad shape right now. Hence, why looking at this game, I feel that Man United are gonna play very much on the back foot against us because they know if they come at us they're going to be very open at the back for us to exploit so I think it's going to be a little bit of a tighter game to start with however I do believe we're going to be victorious in this game and I feel that it will take us a bit of time but I see the win coming I see it happening um and I do feel there's a little gap now between us and Man United. And I think Holly kind of highlighted that, saying that like, we're not really rivals and, and like that. And Holly, the Holly whisper hand is killing me right now. If you're watching it, you know what I'm talking about. If you're listening, Holly does a great little Holly hand whisper, which is just gold. I'm so subtle. Spurs, it's, it's beautiful, it's beautiful. So just looking at the, the competition between us and Man United, like in terms of the rivalry, I don't see it now. And I think for Man United fans, it's an interesting like changing of the guards. And I think that's why when we speak about the old Spurs, new Spurs, old Man United, new Man United, I think that's why fan bases struggle because we're moving away from the negativity that we always attach to our club and they are coming away from the glory. We win everything. We're superior. And now they're, they're passing us in the corridor going, where are you going? We're like, we know where we're going, but where are you going? 
and that's unsure. Yeah. So I, I do believe that it's us to win. I think I think the points are there to be taken. Darren, start us off with the score prediction. Well, I was bang on today saying that we we're going to be Everton two 0 Anyone who doesn't doubt me, I'll show you the, the footage. As they say, I've got my receipts. I'll show you that I said two 0 and we got it. I'm going to say, mm, I'm going to say we're going to beat Man United two one. Yep, I agree. I completely agree. That was my prediction. That was my prediction. I'm not just saying that. I agree with it. And I also agree with what you said, Darren, about the whole Man United glory days thing. You know, I remember when I was at school and everyone was talking about United, United this, United that. And if you're a Spurs fan, it was like, get in the bin. Um, Whereas we've had times last season and this season where it's like, okay, we're being taken seriously and, you know, things are there been other times we have as well um and so i feel like you know this um this game that's coming up is fair game to everybody but also from my view it's not fair game it's that we're going to go in and we're going to absolutely absolutely tear the pitch up which is what i really really hope for um and although i'll be a stone throw away and i won't be able to see it as long as i know it's happening i'll be happy (laughs) rick what are you going for i'm gonna go I'm going to go 3 0, you know. I'm going to go 3 0. Yeah. And yeah, and, and uh, 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 it's a lot to do with what, like, Darren was saying there as well uh, uh, about Man United. Um, you know, they, they are a kind of come see, come saw team right now. Um, and I think that, you know, our fitness, I think that our tenacity, I think that this momentum will carry us through. And I think it will be a convincing 3 0. Um, I think it's going to be a totally different game whether we get uh, Decky back in the side. Or not? Yeah. If if we've yep. got Decky back in the side, that is massive problems for Man United. Massive problems, um, and it, it it could be more, you know. Um, but I've got a feeling that we'll probably start the game on a three-five-two, and I think we'll be two-nil up before we change to a three-four-three, and hopefully Decky gets some time and and uh, get some momentum in there. Just quickly, Rick, on that on that point about Kuluszewski, um, if Rashalison is out, uh, does Antonio Conte now rush him back, so to speak? Um, well, we've st- we've still got uh, Mora, and um, it could create even more problems. The Deki is super important to the way that Tottenham play, and if you've got any doubt in that, just look at the last uh, look at the games that he's missed that he's not been available for. Um, you know, started the season great, uh, got rested a little bit. And even when he was rested and Richarlison came in, we looked, we looked like a different side. <laughs> oh, goodness, Holly's gone again. Um, sorry, I was reading the comments. I'm sorry. Thank you so much. It's all right. It's all right. It's sorry, like I, got, yeah, I just got aggressive. No. <laughs> Carry on, Ricky. I'm so sorry. I wasn't being rude. I was just a multitasking, which I'm obviously horrendous at. <laughs> no, no, no worries at all. No. Um, but yeah, he's a super important uh, important player to us. So I, I, in my in my heart, I see him kind of maybe if he's going to go three four three, starting Lucas or starting somebody else that's been in training just a little bit more, and then bringing um, Kulusevski in. If not starting a three five two and leaving Deki on the bench, and then bringing him on in the second half. Um, so I, I think it's important that we keep those that we've got as fit as we can and, and in shape and in, and, and in rhythm as much as we can. And uh, we look after Decky because he's going to look after us. Well, thank you so much all for uh, being on the podcast this evening. It's been a pleasure having you on. Rick, uh, tell everyone where they can find you and what you're up to at the moment. 
I, uh, well, you know where to find me already uh, on Twitter at Ricky J Norwood and on Instagram. Just tell us, is this one of your personal jackets? Do me a favour, bruv. Which one? (laughs) Which one? Both of them are costume, all right? One is, you know, fat boy, EastEnders, you know, trying to be a little slick, but a little bit of a hoodlum at the same time. And the next one is totally different. He's a, you know, character who's a bit of a fashionista and, and he's brave with the fashion choices. So, yeah. I mean, look at me, man. I'm wearing me, to- that's what I'm doing. Wearing me Tottenham t-shirt and a little hoodie. That's it. That's the, you know, a pair of jeans. Good to go. And Darren, a pleasure having you back. Uh, tell everyone what, what you're up to at the moment and what you're selling on these TV commercials. Oh, mate, bless your heart. Always good to be here. Sorry for the delay. Yep, traffic killed me. Just go, uh, Rick, I'm just going to hold on to you for a second. Those oh, two no. images, what you have to do is celebrate both of those. Because yeah. they were two massive moments in a career that is still going strong. So I thought I was doing you a favour. Say again? I thought I was doing him a favour. I, I know, I know, nice. I know. What it is, he just doesn't like what he looked like in the outfit. But listen, I totally... It, it, it's, it's an applaud to a, a fabulous career that is still going strong, my friend. So take that one. Um, Thank you, brother. Myself, you know, I'm always out there doing a madness. You probably, if you're watching, you go, oh my gosh, that's that guy who's trying to sell me stuff. Yep, I'm selling more stuff. I've just come back from filming another commercial. Um, I'm going to be in Panto um, over Christmas time in Ilford, in good old East London. So if you're in the ends, come and see Aladdin, Kenneth Moore Theatre. That's where I'll be doing what I do best trying to bring some jokes and laughter. So, yeah, that's me. Original Heartman on all social media platforms. And me and Holly and Ricky are ready to take you on if you've got negative negative vibes with Tottenham. This this unit here is pure positivity, pure good vibes. Chris, this is the good vibes zone. Yeah, the good... All you need to do is add Leo to this and the world's a mess. The world is a mess. It's been a, an extremely positive show. I've really enjoyed it. And uh, Holly, uh, your first time on the channel. Um, thanks so much for coming on. I hope you've enjoyed it. And uh, tell everyone where they can find you on social media and what you're up to at the moment. Um, yeah, so it's Holly BBC on Twitter. Um, I'm here, though, in a personal capacity, not a work-related capacity. So I guess I'll take the time now to say um, I love you to my dad, who I know is listening um, and always listens to this podcast. He's the whole reason I am a Spurs fan. He gave me no other choice from the moment I was born. And thank you for um, taking me to football games when I was little and also ignoring me when I told you I hated football when I was a teenager (laughs) and allowing me now to come back to the sport and supporting me what I do. Also, my granddad, who's also a massive Spurs fan and gives me his login for his Sky and also BT Sports so I can watch the games. (laughs) Thanks so much, granddad. I love you so much. Um, So, yeah, it's it's just my shout-out just literally goes to them, really. Um, And thanks, everyone, for the nice comments for me being on here because I was nervous that people would tell me I didn't know what I was talking about, but here we go. I've just been myself, so thanks for being positive. <laughs> no, the feed, the feedback today has been exceptional, and uh, everyone is super positive, which is great. And uh, dare I say it again, 23 points from our opening 10 Premier League games, which is absolutely awesome. Antonio Conte is hopefully taking this club places, and hopefully one day he will put a trophy in the cabinet. Uh, Ricky, Darren and Holly, thanks so much, and thanks to everybody for watching and uh send in all your questions and uh, comments in. And thanks so much for for listening on the audio platform as well. And I'll see you on Wednesday for another edition after the Manchester United game, where hopefully we've picked up another three points. Until then, come on, you Spurs. Come on. Come on. Thank you.
This podcast is brought to you by Udemy, a leading destination for learning and teaching online. Need to learn professional skills for your career? Join millions of people learning the latest skills in business and tech on Udemy. Udemy has helped learners around the world launch new careers, advance in their current field, and earn money on the side. Visit udemy.com and find the course for you. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.